Okay, welcome Henry Patton and Julian Cash. Henry, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about uh, how the breakthrough happened. Yeah, well, it happened quite out of the blue, really. Me and Julian had been playing, planning on playing together for, for a little while. And yeah, I mean, it all happened very quickly. So we played three futures in the UK together, or four futures, won three of them. Got a last minute wildcard and some challenges in, in the UK, which we did uh, surprisingly well at. I think surpassed our expectations and, and others' expectations as well. And then kind of just took off from there, went on a crazy run, predominantly in the States, where, yeah, we won 10 challenges and now we're here. Um, so, Julian, you both went to US, US colleges and you, I presume, were sort of focusing on singles career to begin with. Correct, yeah, yeah. We both, uh, coming out of college, sort of focused on singles, but always played doubles. Both loved doubles, both had really good doubles careers in college. Henry won NCAAs, I think was number one as well at, at some point. I was also number one, um, different schools, different times. But yeah, both had good doubles careers. And, and once we had that little bit of success, I think it was... Uh, relatively easy decision for us to uh, to commit to just doubles yeah so just to be clear you are a similar age did you play against each other because you didn't play at the same US university no we never played against each other in college um, we played a couple times after college in singles um, in the pro leagues and stuff going on in the UK during COVID and, and that time um, but yeah never played against each other in doubles would you say, Henry, it's a bit of a, a fairy tale story, the fact that you got together? I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't felt like a fairy tale, that's for sure. Uh, the nitty gritty of the, of the Futures and Challenger Tour isn't, isn't a fairy tale story, I don't think. But, I mean, again, the results that, that we had surpassed all of our expectations. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to think where we were ranked at the start of last year. I think I was kind of up around 800 in jewels, around 600. Um, it is pretty pretty amazing for us and quite surreal for us both. When did you decide to start playing together? Uh, I think our first tournament was March of last year. Um, so yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel like like that long ago that we were yeah in Nottingham Tennis Centre on kind of a cold windy day hustling f through futures matches. Yeah. Give us some a sen a sense, Julian, of what it's like to be on the Challenger and the ITF circuit. I mean, you get used to it, I guess. Uh, there's, it's obviously a lot less glamorous than people think. I mean, I think in general, sports is is from top to bottom made out to be this like amazing lifestyle, travel, all of that. But it's uh, e even the higher up the ranks you get, it's it's not necessarily all it's cracked up to be. It's as uh, it is a difficult life. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Like it's a lot of time on the road. You don't get to spend much time with family, friends. Um, you end up kind of building quite strong bonds with some of the people you're on the road with. And yeah, like it's it's difficult, but it's all for for a big goal and and kind of love the day to day of it. And you you get lost in in each tournament, each match. Like the days are long, but it's all very focused and and it just kind of ticks along. Time goes goes by pretty quickly. Have you got any uh, good stories from the challenger circuits and the ITFs? Uh, something that was um, a terrible location because I know I played a few in uh, some strange places. I won't name them, but we had earthquakes and food poisoning and all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, I've been stuck in Israel three times during a war, <laughs> which is <laughs> slightly less than ideal. Um, just the end of last year, we got uh, the tournament in Charlottesville got cancelled. Charlottesville, Charleston even, uh, got cancelled due to the hurricane that was coming in through Florida. That was yeah, Hurricane um, Ian, was that? Yeah, that one? yeah, it was a bit of a mess out there. Everyone was in full panic mode. Um, so, yeah, we had to evacuate there quite quickly. 
Yeah, I mean, been been some weird and wonderful places, but wouldn't change it, I don't think. Can you recount anything, Henry, that's happened to you? Yeah, well, on the theme of kind of natural disasters, I was in Heraklion uh, in Greece where there was some seriously bad flooding. I mean, cars being swept down the roads. I was watching out, out of my hotel window. Um, so yeah, there wasn't much tennis played on, <laughs> for a couple of days there. But yeah, I mean, similar to Julian, you go all over the place, you know. I think about kind of places like India, Santo Domingo, places where I don't think that I would travel to if, if I wasn't playing tennis and actually yeah have really enjoyed enjoyed the experience of exploring a little bit. I was going to say what have you learnt with all that because you have to take care of the travel yourself making sure you don't get ill you you eat properly you practice correctly you've got to act like professionals but yet you're sort of in an amateur world a little bit where it's very back to basics. Yeah I, and I think at, at those levels everyone in their own right is is very good at tennis for the most part so you know, you're kind of right at the bottom of the tennis ladder in a place which isn't necessarily best suited for high-performance tennis and everyone is still really, really good. So, yeah, it's a difficult difficult balance to get right, I think. You find routines and little ways to kind of have your own space and take you out of sometimes the not-so-nice places. Julian, a lot of players talk about the hunger that is on the ITF and Challenger circuit and then actually once you get to the ATP Tour which you now are on it actually becomes slightly easier because a lot more is done for you and players are a little bit more self-assured that they're going to get a nice check-in and it's going to be a little bit more of a comfortable life. Hard to comment on that. I mean, I think everyone's still fighting. I think it's still pretty ruthless. Um, obviously, things get nicer the the bigger, the better the event but at the same time I feel like you end up with more things to do. So, it's kind of a mix like you don't get the drug tests at the futures you don't have any media stuff like there's there's other stuff going on so in in a way you have more time in a way you have less time i'd say like so yeah it's 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 different so it's it's a lot of the same people it ends up being kind of a, a little bit of a traveling circus in a way but it's it's quite fun you know like everyone going through the ranks together it's fun to see people that you've been to those weird and wonderful places with doing well and, and seeing them in in this environment but yeah i think everyone's is still out for themselves and, and pretty keen to to get the trophies uh, has anything particularly surprised you about playing on the atp tour this might sound awful but i think we're, it, it doesn't feel too different. You're, you're taking, you're still taking care of everything yourself. I wouldn't say like our life has massively changed. It's still a lot of flights. It's taking care of all the small details ourselves. We're booking everything. And yeah, it's it's a hustle for practice. It's that none of that stuff really gets much better. I think it's painted out like it will, um, but it doesn't. So in a way, that's it's quite humbling. It's, it makes it feel like quite a normal environment just to keep your head down and, and crack on with the day-to-day of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, we, we haven't been on... Well, I, I don't even know if I can say that we're, we're on the ATP Tour officially. We're kind of in the middle of ATP Tour and Challenges. We haven't played many ATP events, so, you know, the bank accounts don't, don't allow us to have a huge team around us doing everything for us just yet, maybe one day. But yeah, at the moment, we're, we're still doing most of those things ourselves. Every tennis player, I'm sure, has regrets at some point, something they would have done differently as a junior. Is there anything, Julian, in particular, that you think, oh, I wish I'd done that better? Honestly, no, I don't really regret many of the decisions I made. Um, There's small things I would have changed, maybe for, like, more of an immediate outcome, but if I look at the big picture, like, I'm, I'm quite happy with the path I've been on and all of those poor decisions and the good decisions have, have kind of come together and, and overall 
done me well. So I don't think there's anything I would change necessarily. I mean, when I was younger, I would have liked to take care of my body a little bit more, especially through my college days. Like I, I didn't take care of it. My load went up massively while I was there, both practice and the matches and just the relentless college schedule that, that, that it is. And Your I, load of jelly shots didn't go up. <laughs> that did go up, yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a few a few interesting nights out there. But no, I mean, in terms of the tennis, like I, I don't really have many regrets. I'm really glad of, with all the decisions I made. And, and it's, yeah, it's got me to this point. So what about you, Henry? No, I think similar to Julian, really. I think everyone is on their own path and all of the decisions, whether they were good ones or bad ones and good outcomes and bad outcomes, they all kind of serve you in different ways. And yeah, as, as a junior, I... I slightly different to Julian. Julian was a very good junior and I was playing a little bit less and it, I think it's okay to develop at different times and I was very fortunate with the university. I went to University of North Carolina, Asheville, where, which wasn't a big school. It was a Division One school but not a big school but I found myself with a really great group of, of friends around me and an amazing coach and, and yeah, kind of by chance have ended up here, I guess. Uh, obviously a lot of hard work along the way um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite, quite happy. I, I don't regret anything, no. In Britain, there's a very big men's doubles culture in particular, isn't there? Is there anybody who's sort of helped you get to this point? Yeah, I mean, we've been very lucky, um, you know, seeing those guys do so well. Know, I've known a few of them for, for quite a while. And yeah, we've been, we've been able to practice with them a fair amount this last year. We jumped on with Joe for, for a few days. You know, it's arguably doubles in a way is still an individual sport if you see like how many people change partners and stuff like that. Um, and it's nice to have, I guess, like it feels like it's a slight team environment around us in the UK. And seeing people achieve it, you know, like bouncing questions off them. Should I do this? How do you feel about that? Like it gives you some reassurance and some guidance, which I think is unless you're fortunate to be in and around an academy or, um, you know, know people that have done well. It's something that you kind of miss in tennis. There's there's no team environment. So to have that and to to be able to ask those questions and to train with them and see what they do day in, day out is, is fantastic. Uh, is there been anyone in particular coach-wise that's helped you, Henry? Yeah, well, I think this is probably the moment everyone mentions Louis Kaya, who is, I mean, we feel incredibly lucky to have, to have been able to work with him. He's obviously coached the majority of the British players now, the successful British doubles players. Um, and then our own coaches, Calvin Betton and Barry Fulcher, who are disciples of his and and yeah, they've been with us kind of every step of the way. Obviously, Lou is a very busy man with, with, with all, all of his players. And yeah, we've kind of built a team around ourselves where, yeah, we feel very supported and we're really able to, to work hard, bounce questions off, off people and be honest and open with each other. And yeah, that's been a really key part of our success. When we're around a major championship as we are now, are you guys starstruck or have you sort of got over that at this point, Julian? Uh... That's a good question. I think, <laughs> yeah, like part of you is obviously it's it's a weird thing. It's a new experience to some level. Um, I think I'm lucky with my junior career. Like I know some of them who have gone on to do like really good things in the sport, um, which helps me feel a little bit more comfortable when I see those guys around these events. But yeah, I don't know if it's something that will ever quite feel normal. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. I think we definitely feel like we belong a little bit more and um, hopefully that continues. Same for you, Henry? Yeah, similar. I think... It's, I wouldn't say starstruck, but it is quite an odd experience just to see these people in person. But yeah, we, uh, we feel 
pretty at home now. Um, it's nice to be able to talk to, to the top doubles guys that we've got to know better and better, which is, has probably helped with that process a little bit. Yeah, I think in general everyone's like pretty respectful of everyone's personal space, and yeah, it feels just feels good to be here, to be honest. We'll be keeping an eye uh, on you too with a lot of interest. Henry Patton and Julian Cash, thank you very much for speaking to the ATP podcast.